Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Your spring is about to get a whole lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power for mowing, trimming, and blowing with the RYOBI 18-volt OnePlus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime and blower power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force all on one interchangeable battery. Get the cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the RYOBI 18-volt OnePlus system only at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's right, because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with a perfectly steamed towel all while your favorite sports play on the tv you can want it all and have it all at sport clips it's a game changer car antennas weighted gym socks old billboards and axes are all things that hit people in this movie we saw tough turf so you know what that means now it's time for Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? I am Paul Shear, and today we are talking about Tough Turf, James Spader, Kim Richards, and Robert Downey before he was a junior. It's a story basically just like Rebel Without a Cause, but different and less dramatic. But a young kid comes to a new town, starts to flirt with a girl, and the gang doesn't like it. I mean, there's more nuance than that, but we'll get into it all with my two co-hosts. Please welcome Jason Manzoukas and June Diane Raphael. Welcome, both of you. Wow. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. How I'm curious. I had not only never seen this movie... I was not a because this is like square. This is now I looked it up. Nineteen eighty five. This is square in the period of my life. You know, I'm thirteen years old at that point. Yeah. Where I would have known. I knew all these actors. I knew. Why have I never seen or even heard of this movie? Okay. Well, this is the first time that James Spader has top billing. So this is a big movie for James Spader. But I feel like this might have been. The beginning of the wave that we know Spader. I think sure. Like their, I mean, we see Spader point. and Downey later in Less Than Zero, but you know, this is. I, I mean, I, I and and to see uh, young Kim Richards, um, who I also recently saw in an episode of Magnum PI. Go ahead, June. <laughs> well, I was actually I I did not realize it was Kim Richards till I was so distracted by the length of that hair. Um, so it took me a while to realize that she felt so familiar, and then I I 
it hit me like a ton of bricks. Was and anybody else worried that that long hair was going to get caught in the bike wheels when she's I riding? I was worried about it. <laughs> I was worried about it the entire time. It was such a disgusting length. And when but, you say long, it, it it wasn't like long for the time. It was like Guinness World it Book. It was like Crystal like, Gale long. Yeah, it yeah. was like novelty long. Yes, and, and you know, crimped. And yeah, so actually so longer. even longer. <laughs> we saw it with a curl. <laughs> that was straight. It was so and you know, something interesting about long hair and women, because it's like it it's seen as attractive, 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 and then it gets too long. Yes. And hers was yeah. actually like a foot too long. But anyway, all of this is to say, Paul, I'm actually really upset that we didn't do a like a crossover episode with Casey and Danielle of Bitch Sesh to have some like real housewives historians on and dramaturgs I'm mad as on well, the Paul. show. I I'm, feel I'm like that was a real mad at you. I was really upset. I I'm like, Cody. I have to turn on this Cody. movie and nobody tells me, nobody alerts me, nobody says boo about the I, fact that there's a real housewife starring in it. By the a, way, like, I didn't like know like either. Second lead. <laughs> yes. until, until mid-movie, I also didn't put it together. So you know it was weird? a sneaker-upper. I think maybe just because, like I said, I saw her recently on an episode of Magnum P.I. The minute she showed up, I was like, oh, my God, that's and I've never seen her. I don't know Real Housewives, but I was like, that's that same woman who I just saw in Magnum P.I. That was one of the Real Housewives. And what's I was so blown tough, away. what's so tough in this moment for me is that you don't know Real Housewives. So I know I, I can't now <laughs> trade on any of the I know a little knowledge. bit because this is. My one that I like. I like oh, Beverly okay. Hills, but I can't go as deep as June. I can't go as deep as Casey. If we want to maybe try to get them on the phone for the end of the episode to see if they can weigh in. I mean, I'm all for it. Uh, it's, so, but, it's just so hard because it just feels so. Um, I don't should know. we just should we write to them right now and ask them to immediately start watching the movie and then we'll, <laughs> well call them in 45 so, minutes? I will say because I guess I have to speak on behalf of like the canon, you know, the Bravo the canon. Lord, like it's so crazy because <laughs> like it's, like it's like, the great works of literature. Like yeah. the canon. she needs to speak to it. She needs the Bravo yes, I do canon. need to speak to it. It's like I'm not gonna not say something. You know, my silence would be deafening. So what's so <laughs> wild for those of us who know current Kim is she's so out of her mind and yeah. okay, it's it's pills. It's I don't know what it is, but it's something, and she is. Gone Girl as a person, and I have such she is a love for the movie Gone Girl as a person. Yes, yes. <laughs> to me, and I feel like she is this character if she hung out with the leader of the gang for like thirty more years. With, uh, yeah, if she stayed with Nick, is that his name? Well, what that's what's so shocking to watch Kim Rich, young Kim Rich. I thought she did a fantastic job, but she I'm was like, great. wow, she's movie, she's putting solid. sentences together. She's getting a thought, you know communicated she's walking and talking like it was such a um it was such a shock to see her this way and <laughs> i never knew she had hair that long so there's just a Whoa. lot that i need to you, connect now, on and i don't i feel alone here not extensions in this <laughs> that was real hair space. that was real hair uh, oh, it's, uh, yeah, it it's, it's it's real okay. hair it's a thousand percent real hair i do want to just speak to what jason was saying about 
knowing all these people. At this point, this is a year before Pretty in Pink comes out in the in the theater. So, okay. you know, oh, so th- this kind of walks us back a little bit. I also would argue that James Spader, even though he looks like a man in his mid-20s, is doing something very different than any other James Spader in the 80s role. He's normally like the coked up dude, the rich dude. And there is an element to that, but he's also kind of like this Batman character. Like, I felt like, am I watching like high school version of Drive? That movie, you know, it's like, there's like a, there's an energy here. Where I was like, oh, I was waiting for him to like, well, it go had, crazy. Yeah, it had all of the, like you said, Rebel Without a Cause. It had, it was like 10 movies in one. It's yeah. like a, it's a it's a 1985 movie and it's set in it's set then so everybody's got all the all the styles all the new wave music everything is 80s but it has the structure of like you know 50s style gangs who are concerned with turf like oh. I, we didn't nobody talked about like whose turf is this in the 80s that's like 50s gang speak that's like west side story or grease mm. or again it's another 80s looking back at 50s style like um uh, like high cuz again this is a high school gang of toughs we you know? we open up this movie with a scene first of all someone needed to tell the dp like hey we we should put a light on some of these nighttime scenes, because when when Spader nope. is biking around and there's another time when they're driving around at night, like it is dark. It's like if I took <laughs> yes an iPhone no, though, photo. Paul, like because, a, yeah. because then, yes, it's too dark there. But then like when they're at the club where Robert Downey, period, just Downey, yes. is playing with his band in the warehouse, it's bright as day. In oh, that yeah, no, they, like, they light the scenes inside. Great. Or, or they just shot them during the day. Yeah, but it shouldn't be so bright. Like, I was like, who wants to party in this? T- I want a nice dim... That that one dance sequence with dimmers. Jim Carroll. Jim Carroll. The of Jim the ba- Carroll band, yeah. The Jim Carroll Basketball Diaries. Like, I'm like, wait, this movie... Is truly blow. Like I wrote down, I think I love this movie. I'm not sure. My only grievance with this movie, quite honestly, is that it's almost two hours long. Yes. Yeah, it's very long. One hour and fifty-two minutes, and I looked at it. I was like, that has to be a mistake, right? It's gotta be. Yeah. Otherwise, though, I like you. I was like, I would have loved this in the 80s. I would have loved uh, a high school set drama, contemporary drama, a la those kind of uh, those old movies uh, like, uh, you know, gangs and fights and all the But and then good music. It's like Marianne Faithful, Jim Carroll. Like there's all these great new wave artists. There's all this great music that's in. in, I mean, they've also got like throwback like uh, Booker T and the MGs, you know, like there's like it's a great sound track it's really interesting good good actors i was like but this movie i've never even this i don't know anything about this and but it, it was, also I to me it. It, i mean i enjoyed it and i also have so many questions because the movie opens up in this sequence where you're watching this kid go well i don't even know about the kids because it's so fucking dark and we learn it's james spader but bicycling through and it's not even a cool bike it's just kind of like a normal 10 speed it doesn't even you know and you're like what am what's the tone here what am i saying no parking sign okay that doesn't really give me that much cocktails well that's just a bar it doesn't seem like i don't know what kind of city they're trying to let me know that we're in like but it just seems kind of normal and then you get to this scene where there's an old man uh you know middle-aged man not an old man a middle-aged man out on the street waiting for a cab (laughs) 
Young woman comes up to him to ask him for some money, which he immediately thinks is going to go his direction. He asks her for a drink, even though she does look like she is a high school student. And this is all a ploy to kind of violently rob him. I mean, the way that that opening sequence. I don't know why they needed like eight people. Well, yeah. Why so many? I wrote that too. The split is going to be very unsatisfying. Each of them is walking away with maybe five bucks. You know what I mean? Ten bucks. And what a risk, you know. Too many people to just be mugging one guy. I'm the dude that holds the antenna. Well, I'm the dude who does the lookout. I'm the girl who rules the guy. I hold the knife. No, you know what? Really, the extraneous person was the other girl yes oh yeah she's just, the one who just gave like sort of a thumbs up a but nod. it's like but <laughs> but she's the look but kim richards could have easily done that that was really that felt extra felt bloated they had it worked out so much that everybody had a role and so they all had to like nod and be like okay now you go and i was like well they've clearly put work into this but actually they've overdone it you yes. don't you don't you like once yes. kim richard starts talking to the guy if you're just gonna grab him and push him up against the wall you can do that now i mean too many and, cooks in the kitchen because exactly. that guy is not gonna put up a fight that you don't need you don't need to run game on this man too because all they did was grab him and throw him into a wall like they didn't need anything more than the one guy to grab him and throw him into the wall it felt like a yeah. and and in doing so like so like the the opening of this movie is this you know street toughs robbing a guy etc 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 but so it felt like i almost like the warriors or something yeah you know it felt like and then hard cut to spader rides his 10 speed in foils the robbery rides off and next thing you know it's a high school set montage and 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 i was like what is this we just talk about how he comes in because again we're following this person on his bike it just seems like he's riding around in the middle of the night it has those feelings of like i can't sleep insomnia whatever and then he's whistling a jaunty tune he's like a happy batman he is so fluid he grabs a spray paint can spray paints all the the attackers like un you know unarms them and he's singing a song and and then just kind of rides off into the night and the and the gang is like, oh, who the hell is that? But yeah. it's so weird because you're like, oh, this is a story. This is a vigilante story. This is like a. This is like. I thought a, it was going to be a very cool rider. Right from Greece two. Ooh, uh-huh. Greece two. We, well, yes, we remember it well. <laughs> Greece two, which uh, I did buy June the uh, the LP. We have the uh, the vinyl here in the Ooh, house. The Greece that's two vinyl. Nice. Um, I will say though that I still think. It's a high school movie because before that sequence that you talked about, Jason, that that high school sequence, we cut to James Spader in his bed full of roaches. His bedroom is full of roaches. <laughs> and, like, and you're like, disgusting. oh, like disgusting. on the wall. Like Ooh. I was like, Ugh. Ugh. And, and, and his room is a mess. And we see him under like these covers, like uh, like Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And like, is he sick? What's going on? Is he like, out, like, has he gone catatonic? What is happening? And then he all of a sudden moves with these two, I, what we learn are like paintball guns. And is dart, able, they seem I to be shooting dart darts. Guns. Okay, because yeah. I, I, mean, I thought there was like a little blue splat. All right, so two dart guns that he then perfectly aims at these two cockroaches on a uh, Albert Einstein poster. like, bam, bam. And I'm like, oh shit, this is a revenge movie. He never shows that again. Like he never shows. Yeah, uh, he's not fighting. a sharpshooter. He's not a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never well, he shows. Does any- use them at the very end. 
yes. But he uses, I think what yeah. you're getting at, Paul, is was my was my concern as well, which is like I never quite understood what Spader and I love Spader. I've always loved Spader. I just love him. I never quite understood what he, his character, Morgan, wanted, wanted. Like, uh, uh, yes, uh, he, and or what he cared about. What he cared about. Like, I you get know? that he's sort of taken with Frankie, but in that first scene on the bicycle, like, it doesn't seem like he has this moral compass and is this sort of crime stopper or anything like that. Uh, it no, just seems I like he happened he, to be there. I well, think he yeah. just likes um, mixing it up. Well, you know, I mean, and it sounds he, like he's always getting in trouble. Like he, they got he got in trouble in Connecticut. He got in trouble at boarding school. Got kicked out. It seems like he just gets into trouble, right? You know, uh, and, and like to not to jump ahead too far, but but you know, it, later in the movie, his father is shot. Um, by oh. the by the bull, the main guy who's bullying him and who's you know, is, you know, issuing him savage beatdowns with the the locks in the towels. That was like a brutal scene. Anyway, yeah. But it, uh, Spader doesn't even react to his father being shot. Well, like he doesn't oh seem my God, to when feel. That well, he seems yeah. to be like a he. What we're what we're trying to bond with is this kid used to be super rich, and now he's poor. And he's like mad. His brother still seemingly Was is rich. Was he mad though? That he's I mean, poor? he wants to like show up the rich because I think there's an element to him like the rich kicked me out. That's why he wants to break into the country club. Like I think he wants to be like, I used to play this game. I don't play it anymore. But yeah, he also doesn't feel like he wants. To, yeah, is still in that world, and he's he's well. Once again, a little bit to what you both have said so far, like Spader. It doesn't, Spader feels great in this movie and is doing a gangbusters performance, but he doesn't see, I don't believe him. The only thing I don't believe is that he's these people's son. Oh, oh yeah. no. I mean. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I have so many questions. <laughs> How, did this get made? How did this get made is sponsored by Squarespace. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with Squarespace. It's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms. Now, let me tell you this. Now they have this Fluid Engine, which is a next-generation website design system where you can just drag and drop. It's so easy. It's so fun. Plus, they have this asset library so you can merge all your files from one central hub. I love it so much. Now, let me tell you. I talk about their customer support. I had an issue. Something went wrong. And not only did they get back to me in a timely fashion, but they solved my problem and Squarespace passed the Paul Shear test. All right, so you could check out my website with a very new feature. That's right, an exclusive feature that allows you access to Paul Shear's childhood. If you bought my book, you can sign up for that and you can get videos and pictures and all this kind of cool stuff. I built that on Squarespace. Check it all out. I love Squarespace. You will too. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How did this get made? We'll be going to the UK in March and April, not just the UK, we're also going to Ireland. And you know what? I am excited to go overseas, but I realized that while I'm spending money over there, I could actually be making some money on the side over here by hosting my place. Now, let me tell you about hosting your place. It's something that you can do. It's available for everyone. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Now, many people uh, host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't realize that their space could even be an Airbnb. I mean, hosting can 
easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued? What was in Al Capone's vault? Or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin? If not, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia. But that's okay, because you can learn it all on the new podcast, WikiHole, from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with host Darcy Carden and her favorite comedian friends as they bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to WikiHole, you'd learn that's the sciencey term for eardrum. WikiHole is a hyperlink roller coaster starting out on one Wikipedia page and then going from link to link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until everyone wonders... How the hell did we get here? Follow Wikihole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Wikihole ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. The scene where Spader's Morgan's older brother Brian oh my is God. is back and we've heard before that like Brian is, you know, the the, the favorite son and has done all the right things fine. So with the where he's introduced he's sitting with his mom outside and they're drinking wine and i thought for sure oh when i first saw them together this is a date or this is her boyfriend and the guy yes. we saw earlier was his grandfather okay like right. the ages and the sort of because that guy seems so old well, when the we brother. saw his dad, or, or oh, I see the brother and yes. the dad. So when I so when we see him, Spader jump on his bike and leave for school. His dad's coming in from being a cab driver at night, and I and yes. in my mind, I was like, okay, I buy this version of it. I buy Spader as the independent son of a single right. father who's older and is they don't really they're not connected much. That made sense to me. But when they were instead like a family unit that had just been displaced from like Tony, Connecticut, kind of. Then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Now I don't understand and what, what this is what happened in Connecticut? What well, happened to this business? Well, his dad's business went under at one point. That's all we know is it went under. He didn't seem like his dad did anything wrong. It just went under, I think. And But there's a moment. What, okay. Where there's a moment under, in the huh? movie where he's like, this isn't Connecticut, mom. Things yeah. are different here in Southern California. I'm like, you could almost make a very clear connection <laughs> To like the OC and Connecticut, Laguna Beach and Connecticut. Yeah, but this I think <laughs> is Reseda. Yeah, this is okay. this OC. is to, to, is it, Oh yeah, because it's like what does it say, what does it say on the, all the signs like fuck Tahunga or like fuck Toluca? Like it's oh, like, does it? Oh, yeah, I didn't like, see, that, I didn't but there see is... that. But this is not the OC. This is not Dana Point. This is. Um, you it know, doesn't seem that. I mean, I guess it is rough, but it's like it doesn't seem like. This is a whole different world than Connecticut. Well, it definitely is different than, t- like, Tony kind of country club town. Mm-hmm. It's not that. You know, they have to drive to whatever, Beverly Hills or wherever they go to go to the country club, you know, um, which is which is fun and a funny s- set piece to give him an opportunity to kind of flex the nonsense of what he used to, the, the systems he used to live in. I have so um, many clips from that, by the way. Oh, I think my that God, that, great. I think that that moment might have been Robert Downey Jr.'s audition tape for Saturday Night Live because he does shoot this movie and then goes the next year to Saturday Night Live. Like, oh, his character work is great. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Because he, he, and again, Robert, I'm not making fun of it. Robert Downey is likable and fun and whatever, but it's like, 
he definitely does a lot of the comedy heavy lifting in that scene that you feel like they're like improvised and he just improvised and did yes. his own thing. And it, and it felt, they very much felt, even though they only share a couple of scenes together, he and Spader feel very comfortable with each other yes. and they have great chemistry. And they also are both doing really good versions, already pretty great versions of like their performance style to come. Yes. This you is know, like a, even pre- this is like a weird here. prequel to like less than zero. It's yeah. like a, it's a low stakes less than zero. Like you're like, Oh, I, I like the, like somebody clearly saw this movie and was like, Oh, we'll put them all together. I just want to, uh, I just want to play this one clip because we're talking about the dad and we may not get back to the dad, uh, RIP, uh, of with the dad <laughs> giving like all these platitudes to him. Like when he talks to him about like what it takes to be a, a real man, it's like it, he's saying, and I, he, well, listen. Just just cut out that self-pitying crap. I don't want you to be Brian. I want you to be you. All right, so you screwed up. So what? I expect you to make mistakes. That's what life's all about, for God's sake. How else are you going to learn who you are and what you believe in? What do I do right now? Right now, you do what you really want to do. Do whatever it is you that you know is right, that you believe in. That's all. And feel good about it. Life isn't a, a problem to be solved. It's a mystery to be lived. So live it. I couldn't quite tell in that scene. It's like, is it supposed to be like the dad has nothing to say or the writer is like, these are good platitudes. I, I, like, you know like what's it's interesting? Because I was actually thinking about that. I'm like, gosh, if I, you know, if our children were getting into trouble, I, like I'm not sure that the first thing I would say is just do what you want to do, which is essentially (laughs) what the dad says. Like, do you like what you want to do is great. Don't worry about your older brother. Do you? And it's like, well, I, I, I don't know. You know, I think that, he is doing him and it's not working out. I think the dad, <laughs> I felt great. like, but the what dad, is even him? Like, what is well, it? Like, I, what yeah. is him? What is like, the, I don't know what his goal is. His goal is like, he stopped a crime. The gang is mad. They wreck his bike. And that's really, and then, and then he, he likes the girl and he, he likes li- the girl. And then he gets them arrested by stealing a car and then making them steal it from him. Like he, he thought that process out, but he really doesn't do like he just kind of agitates the gang. He doesn't do anything with a larger worldview. At one point, the principal's like, "And you played those concerts on the roof." He's in multiple I scenes with for musical. Sure, when that principal said that, I thought for sure inside of this movie we were going to get a concert on the roof. By the way, <laughs> no, we didn't. We did get a concert in the in the you know country club, and that's what. If I were his dad, I would say like, "Let's get you into music lessons." But by you the know? way, let's which because <laughs> you know in this movie. Every single location has a live band playing, whether it's lunch (laughs) at a Tony country club or a warehouse party. Every place has a full band. And he never gets up to play. But yet when he does play, this is not the song that you think of somebody saying, oh, you got up on the roof. I feel the thunder. I feel the pain. I know the struggles you keep. The night's in the rain I feel your face I hear your eyes I know oh, the nights working. that you cry But still, He's crazy. we survive Well, my darling, would you care to dance? 
fighting the darkness that breaks our hearts. We hold each other tight. Yeah. He sings like this Neil Diamond song. It's like, that doesn't seem like the rock. This so re- you're mad that this kid of, likes Neil Diamond? Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't seem to be like a tough dude. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong yeah, with this I kid? I agree. You said it earlier, but I also wrote it in my notes too, Paul, which is there are elements of this that I was like, I had to look it up. This uh, this came out the year before Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. And there are real Ferris Bueller moments, like the in the bed thing. Um, yes. And then also <laughs> this like... Let's break into the country club, pretend like we belong, and then let's get on stage and perform is kind of like taking over the parade float and kind of making everybody look at you, you know? Yeah. Um, and I felt like this was that, but that that he chooses to sing a ballad, like a yeah. piano ballad, was so, and the crowd just completely goes along with it. Like well, the, the Richie Rich country club people. The Richie Riches. Um I love so much because, you know, it, it seems like in the 80s, the only thing you needed to do as either a costume designer or as an actual rich person was just take a sweater, drape it over your shoulders and then tie it in a knot right at your yeah. chest. Like, By the way, that was my done. outfit. That was the way that my mom dressed me 90% of the time. Okay. Oh, like, wow. A couple and, of follow-up questions though, Paul. Like, wow. You had Are to be pictures? old enough. Like at what age? Because oh, at do. a certain age you were... Should have been dressing yourself. Wait, was your mom dressing you like that in high school? Not oh no, 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 literally. No, 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 no. No, when I was a kid, when I was a kid. But I you will say a, that you my wore mom like a power drape. Oh yeah, when, when I, I will. Oh, my, like my mom also used to dress my stepdad up I like need, that. Is there a picture available? Like currently? Yes, yes, I can get you a picture right here. Because well, that's so, like that's a wild reality. If you're. <laughs> Like a little, a little businessman, a little weekend businessman. It's also like you're a kid. Like, how do you use your arms and play and climb, climb and my do mom, your things? My mom, we were not of that ilk. We were not of the James Spader, Connecticut ilk, but we, we definitely tried to dress that way. I mean, we definitely tried oh to dress God, that way. Oh my God, that is I mean, incredible. your mom to this day rocks a, you know. A sweater over a, yes. a t-shirt or a, a Oxford white button down. I have no problem with that. I know you don't, Jason, <laughs> but always throws a nice little sweater over it. So this is a little sampling, a little flavor of uh, all of my looks. Okay, so this is number one. This okay, is kind that's of that's pretty good. I mean, that's you know, that's I mean, like that's, a you know, yeah, that's good. Yeah, not, you know, that's good. All right, not, so I mean, it's not quite so country cute. club good, but it's good. Is that all a by tie him. It's though adorable. underneath? It's a, no, it's just a buttoned at the collar white button shirt to the collar okay. with a V neck. Very okay. also very patriotic, red, white, and blue. Yes, that's a little again like a little turtleneck, white turtleneck oh, again. Okay, okay. I, I only right. wish you were wearing that's a little dad. blazer. Yeah. And then oh, uh, listeners, these are these really are delightful. So and then there's you Frenching your mom. <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, baby. There it is. Oh yeah. Oh my god. It's a tie. It's a tie with a sweater draped over it. So it's not yes. even a casual no. look because the tie dresses it up. Now, where yeah. were you going? Uh, I think I was maybe going to school. I'm not positive. Oh, that, okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so that, yeah, there you go. That's me and my audition for Tough Turf. I also love, I, there's so, so much cute. in this picture that I'm obsessed with. Um, the, <laughs> the lines in the rug. Yeah. Oh, which I needed, yeah. which I needed to do. I, 
I had we, to essentially vacuum the rug yeah. as if I was hoeing a field, like up one side, down yes. the other. Totally. Yeah. Um, I remember that's it, like like mowing the lawn. It was the same. Yes. Yeah, yes. I remember because I used to also do the vacuuming. So, of course, I noticed that. And then the 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 table, this whole picture, this this is incredible stuff. By the way, do you like the empty wine rack that I'm next to? It's I was, a, yeah, a, yeah, <laughs> empty, an, exactly. Completely empty wine rack. And a wall with nothing. A, a nothing bar. on it. And the the <laughs> outlet cover is a different white than the wall color white. Yeah. Oh, there you we go. Know, so. It's also like the table is pretty far away from both the chair and the outlet. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this picture. <laughs> you look so cute. I can't there, honestly. This is, the, the sweater really draped it. over the shoulders is some next level stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, here's another. Here's another. You know, this is another shot of me. You know, in my little Lacoste. I mean, look, I'm always I'm I'm a kid who's wearing a tie and a white sweater a lot. I'm wearing. Well, I will say this too, though. Your mom's blouse. I'm assuming that's your mom. Yes. Yes. Your mom's blouse in this picture is really the focus. This is <laughs> this is gangbusters. <laughs> this is ruffles on ruffles on on ruffles on sleeves. And then I think also like a princess sleeve. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's a puff. <laughs> That's puff, a puff sleeve, like Anne from Anne of Green Gables would uh, say. Yeah, there's a, some good, wow. some good shots they, there. These are great. Yeah, so that that is some tough turf looks for sheer. Uh, you know, well, going yeah. back to what we were saying about Spader, um, you know, I couldn't quite get to the bottom of why nobody pressed charges after Spader's father was shot. By the way, James Spader literally, like, I understand, like, we're not talking about an acting choice. He is truly unmoved by his father being shot by his, like, enemy. I found that scene to be pretty brutal. I mean, this is the weird thing overall about the movie for me. There was... It to me it vacillated between between being like oh this is like a high school movie you know but very similar to Greece and like a, this sort of class struggle and you know people from the wrong side of the tracks mixing up with these richy riches and all of that and then there's music and there's these fun elements and then there's some brutal violence that it really, really escalates really yeah. escalates to the escalates point where in like a um. In a Saturday Night Fever way, yes, you know, yes, with, where I'm with like, radical oh my God. violence, um, you know, like, you know, at one point Nick is gonna like uh, kill Kim Richards, you know, like there's really the stakes are jump from high school. You're right, high school level stuff, you know, switchblades and and yeah. fist fights to like true family and massacres yes to like yes killing people like murder in a way that like like i don't understand why nick is even able to be in the rest of the movie he should be arrested immediately by the way upon... he stole a car and he gets out like the next day like he basically you know and i guess maybe you can get out if you post bail but it didn't seem like they had a lot of uh I don't know what's going on there because Kim Richards' dad i mean that whole scene was really upsetting he gets out of jail oh. and then basically they they come in to just reveal like we're married. Raggy, get out of here. Now do you see why you have to go? Raggy, I'm coming. Come to my house for dinner tomorrow night. No way. Hey, Raggy, forget it. All right. Come on. I'm coming. I'll be there. It's for you. Read it. Okay. Read it. Now go, Morgan. Go. Go. Get out of here. I'm coming. God. God. What are you doing in here? Nothing. Can a girl have any privacy around here? Yeah. 
But uh, not when we want to celebrate. Celebrate? That's right. It's not every night I get asked for my baby's hand. You gonna open that? What? Yep. Can you believe this? <laughs> and you said yes. I'm so happy, sweetheart. I mean, what surprise? Like that the, was the, very upsetting. When she said so many I'm not dark... gonna go to school, I'll just get married. I felt this very movie upset. is dark. Like there's a lot it, of it's, dark it is. stuff. And compared to what Jason said earlier, when a movie opens up with this montage of fun 80s high school where it's like, hey, you know all the groups, the weird walking kids. Yeah. Oh, the big boombox people, because they all had heightening of big boomboxes, the break dancers. And it's like, oh, you know, the snap bracelet girls. It's like, like we're building on this kind of fun high school. And then the next thing is like, these tough girls talking about dicks and people getting oh, stabbed. Yeah. And like there are some, like there are some turns. Like I said, this movie is like that heightened quick. Like we did, yeah. like we get out of the fun high school immediately. Well, it, it really is like, you know, like the, these kids are dealing with not just the machinations of high school itself, because you almost never see them in class or doing any of that. What you are seeing is them engaging in life or death battles like like the mm. locker room scene i mentioned it earlier where all of the bad guys the bully guys load up towels full oof, of oof. combination lockers or uh, locks rather keys and proceed all sorts to of different items spader yeah I, I was so savage and brutal that i was like he would not survive this this these would break his skull yeah. you know but james spader also like and this is what was upsetting about the movie like yes i understand at the end you know, spoiler alert, he, you know, he saves, he doesn't save, he doesn't save the day. He just escapes with his life and, and accidentally kind of kills the other guy. I was waiting for him to go like full Hulk. Like I wanted him to be like, now you've pissed me off. But like people just whip out guns in this movie, like guns are out. Like there are a lot of just like, but he never does anything clever or cool. And you, I don't feel like triumphant that he kills this no. kid. Like you want to just see him beat their asses. But every time he gets like one step ahead, he gets caught and just beat down. Like it's really like the movie is very bifurcated in that sense, because it is like up tempo, new wave dance. This is a dance scene. We're going to we're going to have an R&B band. They're going to dance and be together and then juxtaposed with like savage fight, mm -hmm. brutal, yes. like brutal fight that ends up with his dad getting shot, cut to teenagers having sex. You know, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. What is what is the, I, I don't know if this is a teen movie or if this is like the Warriors, you know? <laughs> know. But then I also thought then this is where I'm going to also just be very honest and say I also had a couple of thoughts where like, man, the 80s must have been fun as hell, because when you look at these people dancing, it's like you look like you got rich kids. You got punks. <laughs> you got break dancers. Like Wait, everyone is those scenes were like true representations of the 80s. <laughs> there was you something like about the 80s it. documentary. I, so you're that saying part well, you got it. they nailed that, that part. You liked that everyone was dancing. I Old, just like young, rich, poor. I just like that it was sort of like dancing. dancing brought everybody together. Like they all like the same kind of music, but also it was sort of like hey you dress like that you dress like that because some people are dancing like a court like they've like it was almost like 80s I've line never seen dancing that. i i don't think that there was that kind of group community dancing i, I don't think yeah that group, well, you yeah. also they seem to live in a world in which where whatever location they arrive 
that, there's a band playing and everyone's dancing. Yeah. It doesn't matter what age bracket. It doesn't matter. Like they, when they are when they go to the country club, which is full of old people. There's still a band, a new wave band, playing <laughs> Twist and Shout, yeah. and everybody's up dancing during okay. lunch at, like, the Beverly Hills Country Club. It's okay, on wait, a weekday. Wait, wait. So, was it a weekend? I don't know. But, so, oh, God, I was so upset. When they're getting, when Spader's kind of prepping everybody to go into the country club and giving them, like, makeshift, you know, makeovers to get Give them looking kind of... little Paul makeovers. Preppy, Yeah. I was so upset to see Kim Richards take that mane and like tie it on itself multiple times. Like she took her hair and made a ponytail. Like it was so distressing to me. I still, I I don't know that we spent enough time on that hair. Like, well, the hair is like, um, it was another character. It's its own character. Yes, it is. It is. It has, it has, it's making choices. The, the hair, <laughs> the hair is making acting choices. Honestly, it was. It, by the then, way, it's a very malignant kind of hairstyle. Like, I, you, ooh, wouldn't, yes. you wouldn't no, surprise me if she had this. a... I'll give her hair this. It is so long that, I mean, usually like when someone's hair is that long, I would say about a foot of it is split ends at the bottom. But it did look pretty healthy. I'm going to I'm going to say I'm just going to like open this up for everybody. If you want to imagine how long her hair is, I'm looking at a picture of her right now. It is obviously from her head past her <laughs> it's past the kind of hair oh. that starts okay, in her head. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Good to know. Uh, good look, to as, know. as yeah. someone without a lot of hair, I got to start there. Uh and it goes past her waist. It is like it is almost oh, down easily, yeah. to like I'm looking at it here, I would say if you put your thumb and forefinger, like if you put your thumb on your uh, your belt, wow, what is it? Uh, then, thumb on they, your belt? They would be about if that. If you deep. put your thumb on your belt and then did, and then dropped your forefinger down, <laughs> what? And dropped your finger down? Like yeah, just dropped your finger down. That's how long the hair is. You it's put pretty... your thumb. Okay, you put your thumb <laughs> on your belt. You drop your <laughs> finger <laughs> down. That's how long your hair is. <laughs> Here's the thing, too. The reason why you know the classic measurement of thumb and belt finger down. <laughs> yes, go ahead. <laughs> Looking for a vacation that actually feels like a good movie? Well, look no more. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship from a ride on Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. So pack those bags, but be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival. Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, The Bahamas, and Panama. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now here's the thing. What would you do? If you had an extra hour in your day, I mean, would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? What if you took that extra hour and gave it to yourself, right? Therapy can be that time that you take. It's that moment that you 
give yourself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. Today's episode is brought to you by Philo. I love Philo because Philo remembers when cable TV was affordable. Yes, Philo is the perfect thing for people who love TV and love saving money, which is me, which is you, which is everyone. Philo wants to be your TV solution. They have shows, movies, live TV, all of that for just 25 bucks a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassle, just a better way to watch TV. They have an unlimited DVR for one year. Plus, you can have multiple profiles and multiple streams. They've got movies on there like Kill Bill, Love Actually, Twilight, and you're never going to miss a minute of your favorite shows like Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Friends, Golden Girls, SpongeBob, whatever you want. There's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. Try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash bonkers. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash bonkers to get 50% off your first month. So here's what's also so crazy about the hair. So... At one point, I'm looking at hair and I'm like, if she didn't have bangs and also if she wasn't wearing the hair in a way so that the top also went up, like she has about like two inches going up, would it look as long? You know, because that's Uh the other piece of it is that, yes, it's really long hair. It's also crimped. But then there's also this other hair around her face that's big it's like a fr- and like, that's a different framing device yeah yes. exactly it's not, it's not like cascading on either side split in the middle no. like parted in the middle or something like framing her face there are wispy bangs going down this is a classic wispy 80s bangs, wispy yes. bangs going then, down uh, wispy bangs going up. up going up we're looking oh, at a wow. picture uh, still from the movie behind paul and both of the women in the picture have that, you know, uh, claw going, claw of hair going down, claw of hair <laughs> Which, going up. Which, by the up. way, I did. I did that oh, in everybody seventh grade. Did. And everybody I was like, did. this looks fucking great. Like, I've never looked better. By the way, another reason why I like this movie, and I think it was shocking to me, but when we are looking at these women, like, not only do they look good, I mean, these are tough girls, but they're also just eating hamburgers. I haven't seen a girl in a movie, like, eat it, like, just go to town on hamburgers, and then Kim Richards, like, shoves that hamburger in her face. That I don't know, like, just seeing, like, scene. just seeing girls just, like, eating burgers, like, there's, like, they're, <laughs> I don't know why, like, it seems so foreign to me. I'm like, I don't see that in movies. I don't see this, like, well, shouting down. Like, all the way to, like, I loved... All of the outfits in this movie, it like this was this movie was, I think, one of the best versions of st- uh, like 80s style that we've watched. Mm. You know, like some of the other ones that we've recently done, like Attack of the Rock Aliens or whatever. They really go for it. Yeah. You know, in a way. And these felt like subtle. this was very this real. felt like me in high school, junior high and high school. This felt like these yeah. felt like ordinary 80s clothes. You know, what I mean, even though they're well, I think crazy. I think they're trying to show that they are less well off, right? Because, yeah, I think so too. You know, I yeah. think that a lot of the 80s stuff that we see, it's like, oh, these are not rich kids, but they are like, they have a little bit more money. I mean, this is supposed to be the poor side of town. Yeah. And no, I'm not going to lie. At one point early on in the movie is actually before I realized it was Kim Richards. 
I thought she had a face tattoo. I thought that that thing. <laughs> the, the thing on her head. Yes, before, the, like, the, the headband. Because it looked yeah. so close to her face. And it was so thin. Yeah. It was such was a like, thin oh, headband that she's wearing early on. I, I could see that. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you about this too, like about their wealth, because I think that they are trying to make a statement about class in here as well. Uh, but there is like this idea where it's like, are they that poor that Robert Downey Jr. needs to save that loaf of bread that he puts down his pants? Like, because at one point, Robert Downey Jr. puts a giant baguette oh, down I, his I pants, and then the uh, the country club representative, who's very suspicious of them, pulls it out and then places it back down on the buffet table. Back on the buffet. Whoa, that really got me. But I'm also like, is he <laughs> stealing the, it? One of the other girls, not, the, not Kim Riches, but the other woman in the gang, is just grabbing fistfuls of, like, a buffet material, like shrimp and whatever, and, like, putting them in her purse. It is very funny. I mean, it's... I think your point, though, Paul, is, like, well, can they not afford food? Right. You know, and... <sighs> I, I think they're just doing what they can. They're just making do, And you I know? think it's fun to crash a party and steal a bunch of food. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know, my dad used to do that at cocktail parties. Kim Richards' dad seems to own a convenience store. Her her mother has passed away, we find out. Um, obviously, the rest of the gang members are in and out of jail. They seem to be very uh, badly off. Robert Downey Jr., we see where he lives. Uh, and you know, and Jason, that's not... Yeah, I wanted to say one thing about uh, Kim Richards and her mom, because I always find in a lot of these, uh, a lot of teen dramas, like you see... Um, either a boy loses his mom or a girl loses her dad. But it was very nice to see that a that a girl had lost her mom and to establish like that grief, because I don't think it's portrayed often in movies. And mm-hmm. and she is clearly I mean, this is the thing about the movie. It's so weird because I was like, oh, what an interesting choice to give her that, because to me, it explains so much of her behavior. Right. You know, smashing the hamburger into her friend's face, being in this like totally toxic relationship, but also wanting like the safety and security of Morgan. And like, it was so, it was such a good choice for her. And it made me really care about her, even though I didn't understand why she was so mad at Morgan's mom for just bringing it up um yeah i, I mean <laughs> but also like i could chalk that up to just she's a teenager 80s teen yes. histrionics she's a you teenager know? but there are moments like that in this movie where you do or at least i found like there there are really interesting weird choices that are unexpected that i really liked and then there's just um a lot well, of stuff that doesn't make sense well, that's the I was going to say, like, I think it's I think this movie does both. This yeah. movie is constantly making wild choices uh, or interesting choices, some of which work and make the movie actually quite a bit better than I might have thought it would be. And then some of them are just like head scratchers, like, whoa, why did you take this this far now? It's very hard to enjoy the more high school level stakes of the movie because once I realize people can be shot, you it, know, like. Right. What's that really like? Because that's not even at the end of the movie. Like they shoot his dad like pretty at the beginning of like at the at the end of Act Two. Well, let me ask you this though: the choice on James Spader's part, as soon as he him and Frankie sort of make a connection after the country club, to immediately want to take her 
not on a date, not to a restaurant, not to like get to know her better, but take her home to his parents. Yeah. And sit her down at a family dinner. That's table. straight up Rebel hey. Without a Cause, by the way. Like that is oh, that I is guess you're right. Like yeah. th- this movie it, has so many like legit yeah. parallel scenes. True. Yeah. But so I don't think that there was any reason for it. But in Rebel Without yeah. a Cause, maybe it makes more sense. Here it doesn't. No, it's it bizarre. doesn't. And it also especially doesn't because he has such an already established antagonistic relationship with those parents. Yes. You know? At least his so, mom. you know, yeah. he, he never wants to be home. So why is he? You know what I mean? Like why? But I think you're right. They are just this, this movie is full of references to other other things. But it's know? also so, like, here's the thing that's so weird. Rebel Without a Cause there is a class difference. There is no class difference between, right? Uh, you know, between any of these characters. They all seem to be roughly in the same thing, except for Robert Downey's character, who his brother like has Dobermans and runs a repair shop. I mean, when oh Robert God, Downey Jr. Dogs. When Robert Downey Jr. comes in to save the day with two rogue Dobermans, like he's like crazy. That I'm here to help you. Part of the movie. I mean, it was yeah. amazing and releases Dobermans uh, upon the bad guys to like bite their arms. Uh, I just wish the Dobermans had been introduced earlier and more effectively agree. because Fully I would have been, I, I would have been like on my feet screaming like I was so excited to see them come in even without having any setup or connection to them. oh yeah the fact that he arrives and is like hey and and like and, and it's like here's backup and two dogs great I loved it but I agree like I would have loved it more if those had, if that had been established better if that if there had been a little bit more legwork to that also if you're spader like you are fine to get those guys arrested when you can frame them for stealing a car, but you know they're going to be at the warehouse, whatever o'clock. Why not send the police the there to arrest the people who shot your father, who who shot attempted to murder your on father? The street. Like I don't, I can't figure that out. By the way, the dad. The dad kicked some serious ass. Oh, I, I mean, was so proud was of the dad. Yeah, the dad yeah. was great. The dad Felt knew like hell. The, that that dad. I have a lot of respect for that dad. I know I made fun of his platitudes, and I know I'm going to slam him in just a second. But that guy <laughs> was studying but real in estate, this moment, driving. Because yeah. here's my issue: this guy, he's what is he's trying to drive a cab, or is he trying to read the newspaper? Because when we see him, he's got what? the newspaper laid out like he's in New York City, reading it on the hood <laughs> of the cab in the middle of the night. Like, up, oh, like do some work. But this is not an Uber world. Like. First of all, don't take the night shifts. Uh, maybe you know, shifts like, hadn't started yet. I think there is yeah, something where like you don't, you don't want to go out there or, you know, the day shift workers might still be on. Like you don't want to grab someone else's fare. You also don't want to waste gas, you know. I guess. Just I mean, driving yeah, around. idling. Just to open up that. Then nothing tells me more I'm unavailable than opening up a newspaper <laughs> on the hood of the vehicle that you are using to perform your business. I, I also had a, a great amount of respect for the dad. I thought, you know what? He was, I don't know what happened with that business. I really don't. And, but he is trying to make some money. And for why his does family. the brother not help more? It seems that the brother is doing well. Yeah. Why not? Why doesn't the brother like take some money from his shoulder sweater budget and give it to the folks? By the way, I did like the I did like the two brothers at each other because it was like just a lot of white. It was like, I'll have a yellow shirt on with a white top. I'll have a white top on with a yellow shirt. It was just a- so many pastels on rich people yeah. in the 80s. 
And by the way, the principal was a great character that they really set up, and then he never came back to yeah, do a goddamn really, thing. Yeah, really, the movie couldn't decide whether it wanted to occur during high school or not, and they, they kept, like, really struggling with that in a way that it was a bummer. Like, really, because, I mean, for the most part, this high school gang, Nick and the bad guys, they seem to really mostly be concerned with beating up dads. A they beat up. They beat up and shoot. James Spader said. Then, in a rage, this guy gives such a good rage-filled performance. Yeah, he, he goes does. into Kim Richards' father's corner store and basically body slams <laughs> the, the old man yeah. and Kim Richards. He basically goes in there and dad. like WWE's <laughs> the, the whole place. It's, it's really nuts. It, okay, so so it, and this is again like. The movie like steps over these lines because you think, oh, yeah, he's just he's like a high school bully, you know, gang leader. And then you're like, oh, no, he's a psychopath killer who has who is a who is a grown man. Yeah. That's the thing that happens when you cast people who are actually adults to play high school students. (laughs) When they start doing the violence at the level of adults, you're like the dissonance between. Wait, I thought these were kids. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, this is a 27 year old man (laughs) suplexing an elderly gentleman. And I will say (laughs) he picks Kim Richards up and throws her to the ground. And I was like, hey, what's that? Setting. It was very upsetting. And, it, like, and it, you know what it was about that movie, too, is like the stunts. I mean, there's one or two bigger stunts, like when the billboard falls on somebody and then when the main bad guy falls off the ledge. But for the most part, it felt to me like the violence was... Um, painful like it wasn't like a movie violence where it's like oh i'm falling off the sears tower it's more like i just fell eight feet but i fucked up my neck like i like my collarbone is broken like the damage felt weird and then the movie ends with like you feel dirty like people were hurt and then cut to paul like i think i want to know how many casualties there were in that warehouse because i know nick is dead Nick appears to be dead. Robert yeah. Downey Jr. Dead. got There's shot someone... in that part of your leg where it's like if you get shot there, you can yeah. bleed out. I mean, he's wearing yeah, a he, he, he definitely was shot in his femoral artery. Yeah. Okay. And you can see he's like, he basically has bled out. And the dog comes up and like seems to bring him like something to tie a tourniquet with. That's what it <laughs> I was like. like, I couldn't figure that out. I was like, is the dog helping? <laughs> yeah. Are I these dogs. dogs like medical no, professionals? No, no, no. Those dogs were incredible. And um, saved the day, you know. I mean, that's by the way, so that's, what, the that's why I'm mad about this movie. Like, I know. Why can't Why can't James Spader save the day? Like, I want him. It was to more make the triumphant move. to have those two Dobermans appear, and I I, I felt like a swelling in my heart when they came in, and I I was so <laughs> excited to see them do their thing, and I didn't feel that. Oh, By the way, I will say, don't you feel that Dobermans are such an 80s scary dog? Like, like we don't hear that yes. much about Dobermans being attacking anyone anymore. Like, But like in the 80s, it's like, oh, God, they oh, got yeah. Dobermans. Dobermans. Oh, yeah. It was terrifying. Zeus and Apollo on Magnum P.I. That's right. <laughs> The neighbors there across the street from us had a Doberman and they would have him on like this very long chain. Oh, God. And from the house. But the chain... It, the way it worked, like he, if you started to walk down the sidewalk, he would start racing toward you and then <laughs> like just stop right before he got you. Oh God. It was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> I do. I do want to talk about like uh, some other terrifying things here. And I know we mentioned it before. Could we just go back to Robert Downey Jr. 
chasing James Spader with the car. We don't know it's Robert Downey Jr., but James oh, Spader yeah. is like waiting on a bus stop. He's having oh, like a yeah. very like music video moment where he's like grabbing like a, the like a, a stanchion of like a, a bus sign. He's like, oh, I'm so conflicted, sitting, moping, but it's like very much like music should be playing under it, like the music Voyager of the Rock Aliens music, which I'm always up for. And by the way, just came out in Vinegar Syndrome uh, as a pristine DVD, which I bought. Um, but then this car, like one of the bad guy's cars, spots him and starts chasing him. And James Spader's running and he's throwing shit at it. And the, cor- the car is like bashing him into a corner. And James Spader's about to jump over like a barbed wire fence. And he, he can't get up and he's going to get, you know, hurt. And then like Robert Downey Jr. pops out. I was like, gotcha. I was like, that's not good, man. Yeah. I will say this. This, this kind of speaks to what we were talking about earlier in this way that like Spader... And I'm certain he's young when he made this. You know, he's, you know, uh, he's he's young in the movie. He's playing a high school person. Spader, to me, doesn't appear to ever be a character who has parents or who has a family Mm. or who feels tethered to anything. He is like in everything, like an individual only. Right. So much so that in the scene where he and Kim Richards uh, right before they have sex, She is talking about all she keeps hearing is the sound of the gun going off and the shooting and the gun and the blah, blah, blah. And she gets to have this whole breakdown where she's reacting to the gun violence that she witnessed and was a part of. And he never is like. That was my father that was shot. <laughs> like he, he yes. has, he's no, not experiencing she seems much more connected to his She father. is having a complete emotional arc yes. based on the events that were, uh, that were led to and were a part of his father's yes. shooting. And he is completely disconnected, not uninterested, but he's really unaffected yeah, in a weird right. way. It's very it, strange. It's a weird, it look, but I think that there's a plot. I mean, I, God knows where it was cut out because the movie is almost two hours. Like there needed to be something else here. Like did the dad do something like it's like like I could understand that the dad gambled their money away, did something where he lost respect for his parents. But you don't even get that. You don't get anything. The dad just looks like a, a, a like a, a lumpy mess of a guy until he gets, you know, fighting out. He's there. like a Harry Dean Stanton. Yes, scene. I want yeah, a Harry but, Dean but Stanton. Paul, you seem to be like so back and forth on the dad. Like one minute you're proud of him. And then the I next know, I know. I'm like, very conflicted about this dad because I do feel like. I just I guess what I'm saying is the dad looks beaten down and I'm like, God, and he can't even get the love of his son. It would only make sense if the dad brought it upon himself, I guess. And that's what I'm trying to like. I'm I'm feeling I'm missing one part of it. No, the son. What's crazy is Spader feels no guilt. Right. Like the scene where Kim Richards is like she feels guilt for being part of this shooting. He Spader feels nothing even though it's his relationship with Kim and his continuous um antagonizing of the gang that has caused the gang to get revenge on him you know what i mean like mm. that it's he is he is into, his father was assaulted and shot because of Spader's actions, you know? I mean, not... Spader yes. didn't know that they would take it this far, well, but I, mean, I don't but, think... But he keeps you know, on but, he keeps on antagonizing them. Like, he I mean, keeps, he yeah. never stops, and there's no reason for it. Like, there's just no Why reason for it. Why do you think he's it. antagonizing them? Because they wrecked his bike. Oh, I think... Yes, I th- but I think he starts antagonizing them just because I think he's a... I think he sees them trying to rob that guy, and I think he thinks... I think he knows they are in that moment... 
bullies or right, you know, a gang or whatever. But they're just upset with him now because he is going after Frankie. Well, Correct. no, but, yes. it, but, but it's kind of a threefold thing, right? Because it's like it starts off where he foils their robbery. Then the next day, they where destroy his bike. Where they each going to make roughly $3. Right. So <laughs> yeah. they foil the $3 robbery. Then they get his bike and destroy it. So now he's mad. So then he steals a car and uh, concocts a pretty elaborate scenario where then he gets them to take his car as like collateral. And then oh, see, I didn't think I, I thought he came up with that kind of in the moment. No, when he saw the car on the side of the road, he was like, got it. Like that, oh, and they okay. went in there to okay. da- he went in there to dance with Kim to, to get, get them, them that mad so they would yeah. steal the car. Wow, that's so a long so that he could then get journey. him arrested. Yeah, yes. okay. So then they get arrested, and then the next morning he finds a dead rat in his locker, and he's like, "Huh, it was a squirrel? Oh, maybe it's a squirrel. Dead something. It was pretty, and that was also very that was gruesome. That was yeah, another was moment grisly. of like the violence is 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 too much for what and the movie then, is." And then I think the next moment is the guy gets out of jail, sees him with his girl, and now he's like, now we're going to go beat him up in the gym. And I just want to call one thing about that gym. And I, and I, as someone who's been to many a gym uh, oh, and, wow. and, okay. and seen lockers, I really appreciated that the lockers there were drawers. I thought drawers is such a better oh. way to do a locker. Interesting. Instead of a, a long locker. I, I like the drawer really? idea. Yeah, I thought that, that was an interesting way of doing things. See, anyway, I think you need a long locker so that you can hang a towel inside. Well, why are you why hanging you a towel? Why do you need to hang a towel? I mean, this is in high school. In high school, you needed to have a towel in your locker so that you could, when you had to take a shower. Wait, wait. But you, wait, first of all, you <laughs> took a shower in high school? Like, I mean, like. You were, you in had school? to. Oh, oh, I never weird. did. They made you. Oh, After wow. gym. They made you? After gym class, they no, made we went you back, take a shower. We went back oh, so dirty, weird. dirty. Yeah. We did too. Our Which, showers like, never gross, really worked. But I was like, yeah. I would never have I would never take off my clothes in that there. thing. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's Wait, but horrible, so you're, you're ta- like, so you keep a towel in your locker and then like next week when you go back to gym, it's like that towel has dried that out. That towel is dry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you don't throw it into a general wash. Wow. That I'm also and it's, and it's a towel you bring from home. Okay. Yeah, but then that you you're putting a wet towel back into a tiny area like that can't yeah, be yeah, great yeah. either. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm sure it's bad. It's very bad. So, but here's my thing, like because I've thought about this before. When I go to a spa, the robe is always hanging up, but mm-hmm. then I will have you're to. You're wearing take, it. Well, yeah, I put yeah. the robe on, but I take off my clothes and put them in the locker, but I always end up just folding them and trying to put them down. There's nothing to hang is what I'm yes, saying. I see. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it seems like, like I've had that a thought drawer before. Would make sense. I like a drawer. I mean, I never even like thought of a drawer, but I'm kind of like, yeah, because it's so much extra space. Now I just stayed at a hotel in, in Williamsburg and a uh, very deep closet no drawers, not a single one. I hate that. Oh, I'm going to make a controversial statement. I never use drawers. What? It, when I go to a hotel, when I if I unpack, I I unpack onto like a shelf, or a I want to be able to see what I have. But, I want to be able to see. But don't you aren't you afraid of like the housekeeping coming in and looking at your your undies? No. You okay. should be because I went on. Well, you think they're a, looking at my undies? Yes. I think they're looking me, at undies. Me, I me went undies. On a, I went on a carnival cruise when I was in high school. Okay. And in the middle of dinner, I went back to the room to grab something. And I walked in and there was a gentleman holding my underwear. What? What? Yes. 
Wait, I don't know if I've heard this story. Yep. What are you talking? And what transpired? I closed the door and I walked out. Oh, wow. And did you tell your parents or did you do anything? Never spoke about it. Wow. Wow. Did you ever see that gentleman again? I don't think so. Okay. But I was so Did you ever see that underwear again? (laughs) No, I remember I was like, because I remember what it looked like. And I I don't know what I did with it. I must, I think I like put it in my suitcase or something. But I also like, I I did have to wear the rest of my underwear and couldn't explain to my parents. Like, I know someone because I was too, I of course was embarrassed and didn't want to tell my parents that someone was holding my underwear. I mean, that can you is walking crazy. In? That's why Paul brings up a good point. Like to have them out and about, you are kind of asking for it, Jason. Yeah. I guess you I'm asking, asking for, for somebody to just <laughs> you know? peep, peep through my, my, <laughs> my, um, why don't you want to put them in drawers? I'm so confounded. I think the drawers are dirty. Oh, I oh. think people are putting dirty clothes in those drawers and nobody ever washes the drawers. Well, of course, you're not going to wash the drawer. But yeah, I hear right. what you're saying. Okay. I think people use like hotel drawers as hampers and they put their dirty clothes in them. I do. So one I don't want to put my clean. Yeah, exactly. one of them. So I don't know which one you you were using as a hamper. <laughs> and I'll never so, tell. So yeah, it's like it's the same as like a, a, a like a, the seat, the, the pocket in the seat on the airplane in front of you, the back pocket where you put yeah. people, you know, I can't I don't know. Somebody probably just had a dirty diaper in there. Now I'm like, I'm going to put my phone and my book in there and then like give, get, like that's the dirtiest place in the world. Like it's a dark <laughs> drawer that's full of potentially bacteria that I'm like not going to throw my clean clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm so upset about everything. I can't take that on. I'll bring a Lysol wipe and I I, I, I got to put stuff in the drawers. I'm not, I'm sorry. I, I also will frequently, like I also will frequently just live out of my suitcase. See, that oh, is I can't unsettling. Do that. Yeah. Sometimes I do, but often I like to. I know. I, I understand. Settle. The minute I get into a room, I like to fully unpack so I can feel like I am in the next, I'm in the zone now. Like right. I'm in this place, but I yeah. hear what you're saying. I don't now, disagree. We're going on tour, Paul. Will you? Do you think you'll unpack in every city? No, definitely not, because that's too short. We're going. Yeah. I mean, we're we're popping. I mean, this tour we're we're on is intense. Yeah, this is like I, I don't. I barely want to move anything. I almost want to pick an outfit for the live show that I get into right before the live show and get out of after the live show and just recycle that. And out. get I ready like, because it's going to be. I it, how hot. we ended up with this, I do not know. We, in the middle of August, we are going to Texas and Louisiana. <laughs> oh, it's my gonna God. It's going to be 100 degrees with 200% humidity. It's going to be disgusting. I remember being in Louisiana shooting a movie down there, and it was like May 2nd. And they're like, ooh, you better get out because by the time it gets to the 5th, it's oppressive. And I was like, and it was, it was awful. And I think that, yeah, I think the locals all leave. I think everyone leaves. Yeah. And we're like, we're coming to your town. We're coming. NOLA, welcome us with open arms. Uh, that's why we need some of that Detroit energy, Indianapolis energy. Uh, I, and by the way, um, I know that we've announced at the top of the show, but we do have a, vi- a live virtual show coming up. So if you can't make the tour, that is at the, uh, just go to uh, themomenthouse.com slash HDTGM. If you can't remember that, just go to HDTGM.com and we'll announce the movie and it'll be a live show. So uh, everyone in London and stuff. Uh, I know we were talking a lot about this movie. I want to bring up something from last week's movie. I'll bring that up at the end. But I think it might now be time for second opinions. What's up, jerks? How did this get made? 
I need a second, I need a second opinion The process of thought that you're giving me gave it the villainy Holes in the story, you thought that this was your moment of glory You thought that this was prestige, you thought we wouldn't be laughing at days Haters, prosthetics, and wigs, I mean Was it surrected by kids, I mean Was that the best thing you did, I mean Maybe it wasn't for me, maybe a few other people agree Maybe the internet loved it, let's see, Paul All right, so uh, thank you for that amazing second opinion theme Here's the deal, people uh, Tough Turf has uh, 78% of five-star reviews. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty uh, high volume. And I have to say, if... I'm not surprised, yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Only 4% mm-hmm. are one star. And there are a lot of Marvel Avenger fans here because of the Easter egg in this movie, which is uh, there's graffiti on one of the walls that says the new Avengers, and Robert Downey Jr. stands in front of it, and people oh, think that's, that that's odd, I didn't oddly that. interesting. Uh, and, and obviously, James Spader played Ultron, so yep. this is a this is a prequel to Avengers. Uh, here we are. Um, Isn't that okay. interesting? Like those two guys have like been working together in some capacity, even if it is. Uh, that was that's so amazing and yeah. cool. Yeah. Love. By the way. Uh, this is where they became that. friends, and then oh, wow. uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, named uh, his cat Jimmy in honor of James Spader. Oh wow! By the way, I will say that there are moments like I again, fan of James Spader, like James Spader, but as a 25 year old man, that which is what he is in this movie, there are moments where if I close my eyes, I'm like, this is blacklist James Spader. Like this is like like they're like he delivers some lines just like. Would, now, yeah. James would you guys be surprised to find out that the blacklist is still on? Oh, no. I know because no. our good it friend is. Connor Ratliff yes. is, has been on it. And he came on our Twitch show, the one that Hubel and I do. <laughs> and he told us this. Uh, Connor had to have like um, a parakeet like in a scene. And the way he described and it, it, you could check it out. It's, it's online. Uh, we have it up. Uh, the way he describes like <laughs> um, the acting style of James Spader, it's like, Seen it all, been there, and he was like the 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 idea was that the the parakeet was supposed to go up his arm and like land on his big bald head, and uh, and and he was like, okay, clearly this is not working. What we're gonna do is I'm going to place the bird here. We're gonna do one take of it, and then we are going to move on. And it was like just very like <laughs> like just I'm not surprised by giving that at the all. right stuff, but he's like yep. we're not wasting time. Yeah, let's not fuck around. And uh, so he basically the- yeah. <laughs> Has the blacklist been on for fifteen years? I mean, how long? I think it's how been on for something close running? to that. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google insane. it right like, now. It's like Grey's Anatomy, which also is still on the air at season like nineteen. I well, think. I mean, like that show, Wild. Supernatural, has been on forever as well. Like, is it's it like, still on? I think that's finally done. If, but but that that was on for and like you look at the like, yeah. oh my god, that was on for over a decade. So the oh, blacklist yeah. started in 2013. And it is still on the air. Oh, okay. So, okay. So it's it's, it's ten. It's, a, it's about ten years. But that's ten still, years, that's a, long a time. decade, a yeah. decade it's of the blacklist. I can't and believe that. After he was already on Boston Legal for however long right. that was on. By the way, it's my understanding of the blacklist that it was about this woman. And they had to bring in a Hannibal Lecter type of character, Red Reddington. That's James Spader. And James Spader was like the Lecter. His name is Red Reddington? Oh, yes. Oh, what I, this a is name. Me. This is my favorite thing. What uh, a Red Reddington. Na- Red, Red Reddington. Reddington. So Red, they bring in Red Reddington to like help them solve these bigger crimes because he's like this Hannibal Lecter genius. And then at a certain point, they're like, 
yeah, we don't care about that girl anymore. Now this show is straight up. James Spader is solving crimes. Like he's like, he used to be like, we visit him in the jail and he talks to them. Now he's like out and about running a whole team. Like the show completely reconfigured around Red Reddington. Like it is wild that Red like, yeah. Reddington. Wow. wow. That's like, that's a, that's a first draft name. Yeah. And by the way, they, for their COVID episode, they just did an animated one. Whoa, really? Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, oh, we 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 have all. Like, I we, love we, it. Yeah, they they've done some interesting stuff. Like Connor again, walk me through all the blacklist. There's an episode verse. of Dead Eyes, Connor's podcast, all about all of the times he's auditioned for the blacklist for all the different parts. He he talks about all the different parts he's auditioned for and didn't get and then talks to all the actors who did get those parts on the blacklist. Um, so it's a great, the, the series That's is funny. incredible. Uh, and by eyes. the way, just so you know, if you can't get enough of the nine seasons of the blacklist, you can check out their novels. There are blacklist novels. Wait, th- that are, Three. Th- is the blacklist based on the novels? No, or went whoa. the other way. So now we can you can follow Red Reddington's yeah. adventures in print? Yes. Oh, oh boy. Wow. I know what the rest of my summer is going to be. I'll know <laughs> what I'll be reading on tour. Uh Blacklist, uh the Beekeeper wow. number 59, The Ring number six. I think that he's trying to take down the Blacklist. I I don't know. But anyway, these are five-star reviews and they're not great. I'm going to just be honest. The five-star reviews here are uh they're just very positive. Uh this one is from uh Frank Tire God. Frank Tiregod, maybe this is Robert Downey's brother who works on cars. Uh, Frank Tiregod says, early James Spader and Robert Downey, (laughs) I am old. I remember when this movie was a coming attraction and I actually saw it in a theater. Five stars. Uh, So not really anything about the acting, just the fact that he remembers it gives himself five stars in a weird way. Um, This one from Helen Damnation. She writes, James Spader and Robert Downey Jr. are deliciously hot. And at age 13, I thought Kim Richards must have been the most woman in the world. I think probably the most beautiful woman in the world. I wish I knew why this one wasn't as popular as the other 80s films, but I enjoy introducing it to people. Five stars. We walk the night. Uh, uh, great, great music drops in this. Like there was so many good songs that are oh, it's that so I never the soundtrack that is I'd, great that I'd either never heard or was like, what is this? And then this one I really like from Mike H. Great film, and I still watch it from time to time. I'm in my mid to late forties. Hate to say it, but it reminds me a lot of my own high school upbringing. Uh, five stars. True words. True words. I felt the same. And, you know. And then. Uh, <laughs> And then this one, which I just like because why not? From from Scott Spinach, Sp- the Scott turf is spinach. tough. Yeah. Okay. Any Scott relation spinach to writes, Red Reddington? Oh, I don't know. Scotty maybe. Spins. You know Scotty Spins. <laughs> this one is maybe just one visually that I like because this is the turf is tough. T o u g h. I'm sorry. I mean tough. T u f f. That's oh, all. that's the whole that's five, the whole yeah, five stars. Amazing. <laughs> um, but I anyway, love the name Tough Turf. I mean, I it's love great. Tough Turf. I, 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 just when play. I had to like search for it on Amazon, this by the way, I woke up, Jason, just so you know, at 4 50 in the morning to watch this. What film. are you I, talking I about? I couldn't. I had to fly back from New York yesterday, and I was like, Paul was watching oh, it last oh, night, okay. and I, I was on a different time. I was like, I can't stay awake. Oh my god, last night, I'm just gonna wake up early. So it was really wild to like 
get up and like get coffee and sit and like drink water because I'm so dehydrated and watch this movie. But I was searching for like two hours for two hours. It was so long. My children woke up and I was like, you can't watch this with me. Like go on your iPads. But I, (laughs) um, but I had to at like four 50 search for tough turf and I knew it in my head, but I couldn't find my phone or anything to look at how that was spelled. Yeah, <laughs> and sure. And it was such a wild um, name to search for because it's not exactly yeah, it's, what you think. Yeah, it it's is. a little. It's a, it's it's, it's felt a little in the bit uh, different. Uh, by bit the way, uh, I'm I'm finding more blacklist facts as we're uh, talking oh here. There are ten issues of a comic series of wow. the blacklist. It has produced God. novels, comics, Where's TV the shows. I bet you there there has to be a blacklist. I'm sure podcast. there is. I'm surprised um, there hasn't been a blacklist spinoff, or maybe uh, they've tried and it just didn't work. I don't know. Oh, there's so many blacklist podcasts. <laughs> Believe in the blacklist. The blacklist podcast. The blacklist. There. Oh, I this guess is I all meant like a bl- a sanctioned. No, no. Know. There, there are oh. there are sanctioned. Oh. This is these are fan ones, and it looks like there is one official one. But they all are pictures of Red Reddington, and wow. they are all. These are not. This is this is uh, this is it. Uh, and the black. <laughs> So many <laughs> people. Look at this. The Blacklist Exposed is the 2017 Academy of Podcasters award-winning TV and film podcast that looks at the world of Red Reddington and all of his <laughs> criminal enterprises. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. And then this one, there's another. That's that's the Blacklist Watching Exposed. Watching Paul <laughs> read and discover this information. I, uh, Listeners, I only wish you could see the, the unadulterated joy. <laughs> In I Paul's love face. I just love when there's something like this that is like like you know what it is is like there whenever there's like a real nerdy culture around something that is like that is more mainstream I love it. I'm like, "Oh wow, you have like you don't get this for Chicago Fire, no offense to Chicago Fire. You, you know, it's like the, the, even Law and Order well, can't pull this off. The I mean, deep, yes, the deep it's it is really interesting to think about and I'd love to hear from our audience. Um how many of you are blacklist watchers, right? Mm-hmm. How many people, never seen how many episode. millions and millions of people must to have kept it on the air on network TV for this long? It must be massively popular. So to think that I today, uh, what a June 30th, 2022, heard the name Red Reddington for the first <laughs> time. For other people, they've spent a decade in the trenches yeah. with Red mm-hmm. Reddington. Mm-hmm. Just in the they grew trenches. up with him. Grew up they listened with him. to the podcast. They grew up. Yeah, they were like, I started watching Red Reddington in high school, and now I have a child. I'm in my twenties. Yeah, you know, I, like their lives. Like, well, you know, it's shocking. We've been doing. How did this get made longer? Than black the blacklist just barely just barely yes, by just the way barely. the blacklist is getting about three million viewers an episode which in this day and age is pretty high and for, uh, a, for a show that long in the tooth it's incredibly high this is what I always think about and I'm looking at all these lists of TV shows that have been on for a very long time and there's it, it, tremendous and you know and I think about like John Francis Daly great uh, funny guy great writer who was on um, that David Boreanaz show. Bones? Uh, Bones? Bones. And he was the the jargon guy. He was the funny lab guy, like him and Carla Gallo. Oh, like really it. fun people. Uh, but um, I'm just thinking about this idea when you're on a show like Star Trek 
and you're that character, and you got to put on the six hours of makeup oh, every yeah. day. Well, that and is a then, different thing. And then you're just still to doing be, an hour Just to long. say, like, the, the warp drive is down. Yes. There's no easy in, easy out. It's like I'm putting on Klingon makeup, and I'm going... I mean, that was the premise of our a Human Giant sketch, where my character was like Worf on a show, and I was so upset about it that I got myself... I got surgically implanted into my my skin, and then the <laughs> show gets canceled, and then I have to try to find work as an actor with like this fucked up, uh, f- unpainted Klingon face. <laughs> uh, but, uh, oh, so this is what I want to talk to you about. So we got a great call in the last episode of Last Books. Of what? I saw... In last, this is this Keep is the this in. yeah Keep this in. What? That's the that's of the episode that last looks. Oh, that's what we call last it. looks. Okay, I've last looks that. is what the yes, mini yes, episodes yes, are yes, now. Yes. Okay, yeah, got it. So we got a phone call here, and this person brought up something that I uh, did not know. Okay, let's play that. Hi, Paul. This is Lauren from San Francisco. I have an admission for until we meet again. I was hoping you guys would mention the last shot of the movie where Eddie shows up in the audience of Lisa's concerto performance. It's the last half second of the movie. He's shrouded in darkness, but he purposefully turns his head just enough before the movie fades to black so you can tell it's him. And then she turns to look at him with a surprised look on her face. What was the movie trying to do here? Is this meant to tell us that he's back after all and they get a happy ending? Does this concert take place in the afterlife where she and he are long since dead? It's so perplexing to me. I absolutely have to know what you think of it. Thank you so much. And until we meet again. I don't remember. I don't so, remember until we meet again. The piano movie. What? The have piano. We, have you, the, did you look? I, well, I wrote it down, and I was too nervous to say it because I was like, "Oh, oh now you're just going to." You did notice it because the camera does linger on a face in the audience, and I was like, "Wait oh. a second. So this movie says that he did figure out a way to get back from the dead, like he is corporealized, or, or, he, or he was just as a ghost able to go and watch her perform." What do you think? Oh, well, I mean, I thought the idea was that he couldn't go hang around it. I don't know. I know. Yeah, that's, I agree. Anyway, it, for it, all of us to kind of miss it and not be a big part of the, I, maybe yeah. I think it could have been directed a little bit better, but it is in I there. Didn't I didn't notice look, that okay, First at of all, all, I'm so confused. I thought we were talking about the Piano Locksmith movie with John Cusack. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Okay, the Pia- Until We Meet Again, the ghost movie. Yes. Yes. So uh, Molly says that he just that he went to the afterlife, but can come down to watch her play. But he is corporeal, like he is taking up a seat in he the. Bought, did he, he buy a seat? I mean, it looks like he bought that. a seat. It I mean, would it's be funny. I, it would have been better if he had been sitting that. on someone's lap. Yes. You know, oh. who didn't realize he was there. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, a lot of people bring it up to me, have brought it up to me, and I will acknowledge it, that yes, uh, I worked with Jackson Rathbone. And he was great. He was in an NTSF episode. He was really oh, fantastic. Nice. Uh, and uh, and also, uh, Spice is real. Spice is real uh, as a uh, thin, uh, synthetic marijuana that caused a lot of problems for a oh, lot of people. So just a couple right. of things. Well, but you guys, again, you said, yeah. I think somebody yes. said that last week when we were, or last time when we were recording, someone said yes. it in the chat. So I there's a lot, of, a lot of good, a lot of good uh, last looks uh, wow. teases there. Uh, anyway, wow. wow. We got tough was, turf that, out of the just way. Just to bring it back to this movie yeah. for a brief second, it really is like we we talked about like how this movie really vacillates jarringly between high school style kind of hijinks and ruthless violence. Mm-hmm. Um, no more a better example than the final scene in the warehouse where 
uh, Spader fights Nick, seems to kill him. And then it's hard cut to toe tapping, uh, to toe tapping hey, R&B girl, band. Look at you. Yeah. yeah. And we cut back to live band dance sequence. Well, by the way, like, the original end was them all taking the SATs and oh. Kim Richards going, I'm not smart enough. And then they kind of fade out on that, which is what? darker. <laughs> that was the original end. So I think they just cut to this music number where they all seem like, like Robert Downey Jr. seems to not have seen James Spader uh, 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 like, oh, we murdered that guy. This is the first time we're getting together at the live band. It, it, yeah, I was like, I don't understand how you cut to this this like red dress. We're all dressed up, getting ready to have a dance again. Like, like, it, aren't they? Mustn't they be haunted by what they've seen and done, or or by the police? Anyway, uh, yeah. I will say this: tough turf. Uh, came out in 1985. It has a 17% of Rotten Tomatoes, but a 60% audience score, uh, which is higher. The logline is, where enemies are made, reputations are earned, and love is the most risky affair of all. Now, check it out. Hmm. The budget was 1.5. Domestic gross was 9.3. The top three oh. movies of 85, Back to the Future, Beverly Hills Cop, and Rambo First Blood. Now... This movie came in 104th place, but it was beaten by all these other How Did This Get Made movies, A View to a Kill, Lady Hawk, Life Force, and this movie beat Breaking 2, Jim mm-hmm. Cotta, Electric and that Tom Selleck movie Runaway. So it wasn't it, it was success. It was successful. It did something. I mean, yeah. it was successful. Certainly, a budget at one point, whatever, and then it made nine. I mean that, and I bet it made money on video. Yeah, you know, so tough. Turf. I, I can't believe I never saw this tough. I know. Turf. Somebody tough was turf, really baby. up my butt online about doing this movie. And I'm glad that we did. I mean, I'd recommend it. Would you both recommend it? I would. In, yeah. It is too long. It yes, is too long. Absolutely. Too, I'm trying to think of if what you took I would out tell all the musical numbers. Forward. If you took yes. out all the musical numbers, it's an hour and thirty for sure. That's because it's like about point. five. Because it's like there's not a lot of plot. It's not boring. It's like, but you do sit through the musical numbers. Like okay, there's like Jim Carroll songs. does like three songs. I feel yes, like they, they play full songs whenever. If you fast forward when you see a live band, if you don't want that's but the a music safe is place. good though too. I was just gonna say the music is good, so I don't necessarily think you need to do this. But that is areas you could fast forward because if they start playing a song guess what they're gonna play the full song <laughs> and i will say that the the songs are shot cool like they intercut them really interesting and yeah and um, by the way you can get the whole tough turf soundtrack for only uh like 14 bucks on amazon uh like this movie vinyl. looks good like yeah. again it doesn't seem it's not like it's Tammy and the T-Rex. No, or, you it, know, no, no, it was done well. Or that Ed Burns dinosaur movie we just saw. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, I remember You know, that. like, it's, it, this movie feels akin to those 80s teen movies in a in a way that I w- was into. You know, it just is too, too long. Uh, obviously, we're going on tour. Go to HDTGM.com to find out where we'll be. But it'll be in August. We're in the hottest cities. We're coming up the Midwest. Tell your friends about it. Bring them all out. If you can't make it out to the tour, uh, come check us out uh, live virtually. All these shows are one of a kind. A brand new movie. Every single show. We cut stuff out. It's, it is an experience. We're not just getting on stage and talking into microphones. I mean, there we are. But we also are doing other things that give you a very unique experience. Come out to the tour, please. You know, get a, get out there. If I'm going to get on an airplane, you guys got to get in the seats. Come on. Yeah. That's, I mean, Jason, when I heard Jason on the Howard Stern wrap-up show this week, when you said, I'm about a year behind everyone, I was like, people don't even understand what this means that you are going out on the road. Like, support, support, support Jason here. (laughs) Uh, All right, people, I want to give a big shout out and a thank you to our uh, producers, Cody 
Fisher and Molly Reynolds, our engineer and uh, maestro, uh, jack of all trades, Devin Bryant, uh, our producer sitting in this week, uh, Matt Apodaca, our publisher, July Diaz, of course, our producer, Avril Halley, who found this movie, gave it to us, cut these clips. Avril's been working over time at finding all these movies for all these shows that we're trying to do and we can't be thankful enough. Nate Kiley coming in hot, giving us all the research at the last minute's notice. Uh, I love this team that we have and I also want to give a big thanks to the ghost of Craig T. Nelson on Instagram who does all of our amazing art as well as Kyle Waldron. You can find all of our episodes ad-free on Stitcher Premium, but if you are a fan of the show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts. Check out our cheap public store And uh, most importantly, uh, keep on telling your friends. Uh, So we will see you next time. Bye for now. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going. And the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Forget about the pressure of New Year's. Yo, I'm going to change everything. Eh, No, no, no. no. Peloton is going to make it easier for you to create and keep a fitness goal by buying a bike or a bike plus and getting two months free of Peloton's all access membership. I love the Peloton. Here's the thing. When I first started with the Peloton bike, I was at the beginner level, June, way more advanced. And I started to love it. I got better at it and I could listen to great music with instructors that were fun and that actually kept me motivated. Shop Peloton's limited time offers at onepeloton.com slash deals terms apply.